were alike. I mean, we were similar. We had something together, like this. You know what I mean? We thought alike, we felt the same way. But you, fuck you. Yeah? I just wanted to tell you that you're such a great friend and I appreciate you. Oh, is this how you're starting it? This is no way to start a show. Oh, we can't be heartfelt. No. No, it's fine. No, I just want to tell you I appreciate you. I don't tell you enough. What do you want me to say to that? I don't know. I've been listening to a I've been listening to like a series on the BC Boys lately and just they were such good friends and now one of them's dead and it just makes me sad. <laughs> Yeah, that is that is pretty sad. Did you know? I mean, did you know that the Beastie Boys, as they were starting up, um, I mean, we, I think everybody knows they were a, a hardcore band before. Yeah, yeah. So, but did you know there was a Beastie Girl? No, I did not. There was a Beastie Girl. She, she was in, in, and Rick Rubin pretty much told her that she was not good enough to rap with them and kicked her out. Jesus, he seems like kind of a dick. Uh, after we talked about him on the Misfits episodes, like he just seems like he kind of you know shows up at the studio and is like oh we're gonna do it this way and then he leaves like yeah, he, he doesn't he seems like kind of a dick well it's weird so like I, like so i'm not all the way through the episode but they, they basically this is when the beastie boys and rick rubin meet up um and they've just recorded cookie puss and uh they they get with rick rubin and rick rubin buys them like shitty adidas tracksuits to like matching tracksuits as like part of their garb for like performing What's um, a, like ape run dmc or some shit yeah pretty much like like rick rubin had no like rick rubin wanted to understand hip-hop and didn't understand it when he found the beastie boys and then was like i don't know figured it out as he went because the guy's actually a, a production genius um even though if, even if he is a dick and um and also i didn't get the vibe that he was a dick in the in the episode so far except for he was just kind of like a shithead dude um but he so he's uh a dick He's a dick. I guess that. I guess he's a that dick. Is the he's a shithead, dude. It's the same yeah, thing. Shithead, dude. Yeah. You're equivocating. <laughs> so, so anyway, uh, there was um, oh god, what was her name? It's Kate something in the BC Boys, and she went on to she got kicked out and was embarrassed and didn't want to talk to them for a little bit, and then went on the forum Luscious Jackson. Oh wow! So she really traded up with that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we all listen to Luscious Jackson now, right? Well, you know, you, you've really, I mean, you've really dug us, not a hole, you've dug us a fucking trench to get out of. We're in a canyon. Say? What do you want me to say? It's been, it's you... been a trying week. Say okay. something. Okay. <laughs> Let me tell you something about trying, okay? We're in this, we're, there, we're in testing season at school. That's what they call it. How, how bloodless and horrific is that term? We're in the testing season. Sounds like the and Hunger it, Games. It, it, it's, I mean, it, it's, it really is. You know, these these multinational companies that have no oversight, they create the test. They they basically have a monopoly on on, you know, where the test is taken. Mm-hmm. We you know, the, the school district buys it, I guess. I don't know. And then we just basically have to administer it to the kids. And, and it's we have no say in the matter. And there's it's just I can't even explain it. I can't go into it because I'm just going to ramble. But it's just a nightmarish thing that we have to go through every year so today and yesterday i was given one of the tests and the room i was in mm-hmm. had no air conditioning why would they do that the air conditioning broke and i'm calling people i'm emailing people i'm like we cannot do this in this room so about a half hour before the second part of the test is over today they fix it 
And I was just, I was beside myself. Also, the power went out in all the portables yesterday. So for no reason, because the place is old and they, you know, we're just, everyone's just sweating their asses off until they finally get around to relocating us. I mean, it's just public education. It is just falling apart, dude. But what if, what if, hear me out. What if that was the test? It's not because they didn't make any money off of it because Pearson and McGraw didn't wet their filthy fucking beaks. I was reading about it today. I've read about it before, but it, like it, this is all W's fault. Okay. And Clinton kind of before and, and Obama kind of kept this type of shit going, but that's that no child left behind shit. Okay. Uh-huh. That, that opened the door to let these fucking vampires come in and they basically now school is geared towards pleasing this corporate design test. Mm-hmm. You know that, right? Yes, I understand the, that. I understand it's how the testing culmination works. of everything. I, I took so I many took, classes on testing, Mikey. It's a, it's a fucking abomination. And when I like when I had to get certified, guess who administered my test? Pearson. You know, it's funny you should say that because some of the psychological testing and stuff is also run by Pearson. As a matter of fact, now that I think about it, evil, my board, filthy company. My are. board certification, my board certification was managed by Pearson. I had to go test at a Pearson testing center where I had to lock up my I had to lock up my wallet. I had to lock up my 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 phone. I had to give a blood sample and now there's a clone of me. Dude, their whole point is to make everything as robotic and rote and standardized as possible. It is the coming of the matrix jar. I'm telling you, that is the that is what it is. Give it give it a couple of decades. That's where we're going to be. I'll think be it's, dead. You think it's Pearson that's going to do that? Not That's the fact part that- of it. It's a concerted effort on the part of all of these fucking uh, companies and all these fucking institutions. They are moving us toward being completely like limbness, limbless jellyfish people. Just, oh, I don't know how to handle anything. I just put me in the jar. I hook the Hold wires on. Do you- up. Do you not think? Do you not think that that maybe is maybe part of that, or the stressors that go along with world domination, or what um, triggered Bill Gates's divorce? Oh, we'll talk about that, asshole. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> hi, everybody. Welcome to I Don't Want to Hear It. I'm Mikey, and I'm Shane, and we're back another one on one or five. Mm-hmm. This many five. This and, many. Uh, yeah, this many. And uh, I guess since we've already spent quite a while just talking about nothing, let's just go ahead and get into a forgotten freshness. Whoop whoop. <laughs> I'm in an ape suit. That means I don't give a fuck. Well, I'm getting paid. Everybody sit there and shut the fuck up while I'm peeling caps like bananas, motherfucker. All right, so my forgotten freshness is a band called the Horrible Crows. Uh, Mikey, did you ever listen to Horrible Crows? I did. I like that record. Yeah, this this record is a lot of fun. And I feel like it's it gets sad, lost. Though. It's 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 real sad. It's real sad. Um, I feel like this band is interesting because right now, according to their Wikipedia, it says they're still a, a currently a band. Um, so they've never officially broken up. But um, they are the, uh, the musical stylings of a very sad folky type of stuff from Brian Fallon um, and guitarist Ian Perkins. So they had formed while um, Ian Perkins was the guitar tech for Gaslight Anthem. And so after Gaslight Anthem had been going for a little bit, um, Brian Fallon, the singer of Gaslight Anthem, and Ian Perkins decided to put some stuff together. And they wrote a full length called Elsie. 
Mm-hmm. Now, um, I really love this record. It's it's slow. It's quiet. It's nice and folksy, like I like. Um, I like some of that stuff. And they they this is the only one they put out. They have songs like Last Rites, Sugar, uh, Behold the Hurricane. So it sounds like a softer version of the Gaslight Anthem without all the noodling and all the um, uh, less, I guess, maybe Bruce Springsteen. It sounds like the, the sadder Bruce Springsteen. <clears throat> yeah, not all their songs are about, like, T-shirts and jeans and records. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're not, they're not yeah, it's not like. I they, got they, my blue jeans and the records on. He, he only says Mary, like, three times on this record. <laughs> Maria, um, Mary, <laughs> Virginia, there's yeah, a river. It's great. It's great. So here's what I'm going to say about this band, though. They did put out a uh, a live record called Live of the Troubadour two years after they had gotten together. And the live record is great. And it has one of my favorite fucking covers that's ever been done. Um, it's a song called Teenage Dream by Katy Perry. Um, and they do a really great rendition of teenage dream on this live record um it's like right in the middle of a, a song called crush and a song called marianne um it's shocking uh which is quickly followed by black betty and the moon um so anyway black it's betty, blam, <laughs> blam, blam. i just it was one of those bands that like you know i i always really liked the gaslight anthem i always really enjoyed um like i i love all of their records my favorite i think is still american slang out of all of them um which I get shit for that apparently, but this is a, just another cool side project of, of Brian Fallon. I think it's a nice in between between his like solo stuff and gaslight anthem. If you like somewhere in that spectrum, I like it. I, I listened to that record a lot when it came out. Yeah. Behold the hurricane. It's still good. Like I listened to it today and I was like, fucking, this is great. I was listening to it at a time though, when I was very sad. So it was a sad record and I was sad, but um, it is a good one, and I, I definitely think it uh, bears more than a passing resemblance to the Gaslight Anthem. It's just a little slower and sadder. Yeah, if it's I like haven't the said quiet. that well enough. Yeah, it's the quieter. Yeah. It's the quieter stuff. It's like the Gaslight Anthem in the next room playing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like Gaslight Anthem is like winding down for the night. <laughs> Got a T-shirt on. <laughs> Go tell everybody. All right. Well, as usual, I picked something stupid. So uh-huh. for my Forgotten Freshness, my band is a little band that was formed in Seattle in 2005. And they're not really what you'd expect to hear from Seattle because, you know, they're mm-hmm. not, you know, Soundgarden themselves in the fucking face and, and all that because they're upset about everything. Uh, the band is called Furious Styles. <laughs> I don't like that already. <laughs> I always like them. Uh, so they, of course, uh, true to their name, they play some kind of bouncy New York styled hardcore in the vein of Madball. Mm-hmm. Um, always dug them from the first time I heard them in the mid two thousands, and they definitely penned some real ass beaters over the years. So uh, they have two full lengths, and they, they apparently they're still active. That's what it says on the several websites that I visited. Uh-huh. Um, but they, only, they still only have the two full lengths. So they have their debut, Life Lessons, which came out on Eulogy in, in 2007. It's a good record. But then there was the follow-up, Menace, in 2008, also on Eulogy, which I thought was quite superior, in my opinion. That is my favorite one they do, and I recommend everybody listen to it if you like hardcore like this. Um, vocalist Mexi Mike uh, now <laughs> sings for Section Hate, one ah. of the best new hardcore bands at the moment. They're doing a dead-on Cold as Life impression. So, uh, like I said, Furious Styles reportedly still active, but I mean, I haven't seen or heard anything from them in like 13 years, but you should still go check it out because Menace especially is a great hardcore record. It's a lot of fun. 
All right. Fear I'm, not, I'm, I'm never going to listen to it, but I appreciate you sharing it with everybody. <laughs> I'm ne- I, I'll never lower my intellectual superiority. <laughs> I, I'll just hey. I'll never listen to it because because it would make me stupid. I don't want to be stupid <laughs> like everybody else. You know, listen, stupid. I, <laughs> I'm I'm allowed to not like that stuff, Michael. All right, it's gonna be a great great episode. It's time for the list. Lists! Bring forth the list. (laughs) All right, so for my number five, I chose possibly the best thing on Reddit right now. And that is the subreddit entitled Reddit writes Seinfeld. Oh, is that is that the one? Not unexpected? No. I love this one. It's so much fun. It's the logical next step after Modern Seinfeld, the old Twitter account. Do you remember Modern Seinfeld? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. For anyone that doesn't remember Modern Seinfeld, I'm going to give you a little taste right now before we dive into Reddit writes Seinfeld. Okay? So, basically, it was these two comedy writers and they would take Seinfeld and they put them in the modern era, as the, the Twitter account uh, says. And they would write you know, little synopses for each episode, these fictional episodes. So <laughs> here, here's, here's one of my favorite ones. Jerry refuses to go to a cash-only diner. They've seen the credit card. They know the credit card. It's time to accept the credit card. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> okay, here's another one. Another another great modern. Uh-huh. When George falls for a Twitter bot, Kramer claims he once catfished himself. How's that even possible? Oh, I'm good, Jerry. I'm good. <laughs> I, so, actually, that's pretty great. I, I would. I, I like that. I do like that. It's it's very it's it's a really funny account, but it hasn't been updated since 2015, which is why Reddit writes Seinfeld is such a godsend. Okay, so. It is what it is. It's this. It's what I just described. These people are creating more synopses of episodes that don't exist for Seinfeld, but some <laughs> go beyond that, and they post pieces of actual excerpts from scripts that don't exist. So I'm just going to cut it here. I'm going to leave you with a sampling of one of my favorites. It's from the episode entitled The Back Door. Okay, okay. (laughs) And this was posted by a man named Black Dash Kramer. (laughs) I'm going to do my best to imitate the voices the best that I can. Um, So basically, this is the synopsis. And there's four storylines going here, but this script explores only one. George dates a dermatologist that is obsessed with his skincare routine for his bald head. Very uh, appropriate George uh, story thread. Mm-hmm. Elaine's new supervisor safety pins notes to his shirt so he doesn't forget things. Okay. I can see her getting very frustrated with that. Peterman probably hired this guy and it drives her insane, like the guy with the Tic Tacs. Kramer becomes an ordained minister online and begins threatening to marry people together. Pretty, pretty, pretty believable Kramer scenario. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Here's, here's the good one. Jerry's new girlfriend tries to slip a finger in. <laughs> which is more of a curb thing because they couldn't tackle that back in the 90s i mean they did do the masturbation episode you know are you king of the castle i'm lord of the manor but 
slipping a finger in. It's a bit much for network TV. Larry David would have had to to tackle that on HBO. Yeah. But here is an excerpt from the back door. This is George. I'll, I'll do. I'll I'll try to do their voices. George, it's unbelievable. The chutzpah. She's flouting established norms, not to mention traffic and zoning laws. As far as the city of Seinfeld is concerned, this is a one-way street in the business district. No solicitors. Surely she must have gotten the idea that you were interested. Did you do anything to wave her in? Wave her in? Sure, around third, but she skipped home and headed straight for the dugout. (laughs) Jerry, why limit yourself? The Tantra describes the magnificent power of the second chakra, the sacred spot, if you will. There exists a universe of pleasure in each and every one of us, buddy. I'm perfectly happy here on planet Earth. Thank you very much. Jerry's girlfriend enters the apartment unannounced. How'd you get in the building? The back door was wide open. (laughs) the back door i've lived here for 25 years and i've never heard of any back door kramer oh there's a lot you don't know about the back door buddy (laughs) girlfriend (laughs) you must be kramer so nice to finally meet you and then he runs out (laughs) so when i read that while i was taking a shit i might add i almost fell off the toilet (laughs) that's i that's i mean like it they nailed it they nailed The the tone the guy who wrote it, Black Kramer, whoever he is. <laughs> Thank you, Black Kramer. He he, he just nailed it so much. And, and there, there's some people that do get it right. Some people will post awful ones, but this was a perfect one. I encourage everyone to follow the subreddit, Reddit Write Seinfeld, because it's hilarious. And that's my number five. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. All right. <clears throat> it's unbelievable. Uh, that's a great way to kind of start off the list. Okay. All right. All right. Um. So... So I so I'm, I'm gonna preface this one by saying I don't have a record on my list this week. Um, I'm gonna break. Well, my then streak. let's fucking shut the show off. We're done. Yeah. What are we doing? I, I'm breaking from format, but I, I am gonna go ahead and say that you know this this next this next entry is really just every one of their records. Um, but there's something special about this, and so my number five is the band Crime and Stereo. Um, I know we've talked about this band before. I, I love believe, this band. I believe we didn't explain this band on Crime and Stereo before. Uh, we may have. I don't even. It doesn't matter because this band <clears> is still <throat> so fucking good. So I came back and listened to them. I listened to them so much, so much um, over the last couple of days. I've gone through all their full lengths um, and and some of their demos and some of their like the 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 B side stuff that they put out. And you know, still love this band. Still everything about them is fucking great. So I'm gonna go ahead and just explain this band real quick. They are from Long Island. They had broken up for a little bit. The last time I saw them, they were on a big stage at House of Blues playing with Brand New. Um, so that was a while ago because um, we all know mm. that Brand New is mm, pretty much never going to be a band again. Um, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. A bit much. Yeah, it's a bit much. So uh, that was the last time I saw them. They broke up right after uh, I was trying to describe you to someone in <gasps> fucking 2010. They broke up in 2010. That that Ooh, record yeah. came out in 2010. They broke up around 2010 and 2011, but they got back together. And so for when? the last a uh, couple of years ago, so they've been they've been playing some shows here and there. They they had talked about writing some new music and and all this stuff. Well, recently they put out a new song called the really? Good Empire, and it is fucking great. So let me let me let me preface this. Okay, so they. Got back together. They started writing some stuff, and they put out this new track for a comp for the Amityville Music Hall um, and the Long Island Emo compilation to help benefit the Amityville Music Hall in 
Long Island. Now, um, I've been to the Amityville Music Hall. The place is fucking fantastic. Um, it, it rules. I got to see Culture Abuse and Gouge Away and Iron Sheik there. Is um, it possessed by the devil? Uh, Do the windows look like eyes? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it looks like it looks like um no, it looks like every other little bar that I've ever been to. Uh when you go to see it, it looks like it looks like fucking um um uh fuck what's that bar in in Orlando that we go to every now and again? Uncle Lou's? No, no, no. <laughs> the one down the road from that. That's like uh that's like uh, Will's Pub. It looks like Will's Pub. Oh, Except yeah. like longer, like but longer. Um okay. it looks like one of those places. So, Big uh, Dicker yeah, yeah, whatever. It's it's fine. Yeah, just, I don't even know what to say to that. You just totally threw me off. It's fine. I don't know. Um, so the, in in 2012, it says the group reunited. So apparently they've been together since 2012. I I, I have a hard time believing they've been together that long and not put yeah, together strange. any music at all. Um, but they put out this new this new song called "The Good Empire" and it's fucking good. It, it's like a return to form. Like I feel like it's something that would have come out between. Um, is dead and I was trying to describe you to someone. So it's like in that kind of space, which I'm, I'm still all about. Um, but here's what I would recommend to everybody. If you want to discover this band and you really want to spend some time with them, first of all, go listen to trouble Stateside. Start there. That's the record to start with explosives in the will to use them as a great record, but I'm telling you, like you will listen to trouble Stateside, and that's going to set the bar and you won't like anything else they put out. And that's fine. But explosives. Well, that's not very good advice. No, that's great advice. Let's just go listen to Trouble State Side. It's fine. Um, be prepared for be prepared for the uh, the brand new style biting uh, crime and stereo is dead, which is also fucking great. Love that yeah. record. Um, I I really like. I was trying to describe you to someone. I know that's a divisive. Well, because I'm smarter than you. I was trying to describe <laughs> this record to somebody. Boring ass. <laughs> you're so you're just don't it, don't take my fun away. That record is fantastic. It's not a fun record. It's 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 literally the opposite of fun. It's boring and sleepy. Whereas like at least is dead had some upbeat songs on it and it had some great like devil and god type of songs on it. You know, but then like it was brand new did the same thing. Crime and Stereo did. I was trying to describe you to somebody. Boring ass. And then Brand New did Daisy. And it was like they, they just fell off a fucking cliff. It was horrible. I will say the Science Fiction is Good by Brand New. That was a pretty good Was that after form, Daisy? But... Uh-huh. Well, I already considered them dead to me after Daisy. So the fact that Jesse, what's his name, is a diddler, that didn't even affect me. I was like, yeah, I knew he was a diddler. Did you hear that fucking record? Jesus Christ. Yeah, guy was creepy. Anyway, that's not my point. I would also say go spend some time listening to The Contract, which is an EP they put out. Um, go listen that's to Selective Wreckage, but like listen to certain songs on it. You don't need to listen to all of it, but there are some songs on there that are really, really good. Um, and one of my favorite songs that didn't get released on anything but a comp was the song War um, that was put out uh, in 2009 on a Bridge Nine summer comp. And it was like the, they had recorded it between – it was either a, a, a B-side for Is Dead um, or it was just something they recorded between Is Dead and – I was trying to describe you to someone, um, but it was a really great song and it, it didn't get any coverage and you can't find it anywhere. I just found it on YouTube. So we'll try to link that, but um, the song war is great too. So just go listen to crime stereo. Just literally go listen to all of it. Um, but I'm really, really stoked about this new song, the good empire. And I hope they write another record from it. Yeah. I, I'm going to listen to it. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. I've always liked them up to a certain point. I mean, explosions and troubled state side and the contract when those came out, I've lost my fucking mind. I love that band. Yeah. Trouble and when we got to see them, brilliant. I mean, we saw them in a bigger venue, but we got to, we didn't, we play with them at nicely's. 
Mm-hmm. We yeah, opened for them. them. Nicely. Yeah, we opened for them. Um, I mean, and I remember talking to the singer, you know, about just, you know, singing and being, and, and he's just like, I told him, I, I said, I practiced my voice to the Bouncing Souls. And he's like, dude, me too. And like, that was always something I remembered. It was a cool moment where it's like, well, we're not so different. Yeah. Except yeah, you write nice. way better. You write way better songs until about seven years from now. When <laughs> it, it will not happen anymore. <laughs> until about in the future. Yeah. It's funny because, um, uh, you know, I, I always joke, we always used to joke about like eighth grade backpacks and how you write bands all over them. And like, I have so many band tattoos that it's like, I could be an eighth grade backpack, but I actually have two crime and stereo tattoos. You do? What are yeah. they? I have, uh, I have the, the, the don't sleep dream chant yeah. tattooed across my collarbone and I have play it loud tattooed on my foot. So both tattoos are from explosives. Um, but I love troubled state side more. Well, aren't you just I'm a fucking dork? You said it. <laughs> On to number four for my pick this week. I picked a record. That record is called Internationally Unknown by an artist that goes by the name of Rat Boy. <laughs> As opposed to the uh, indie artist group Rat Boys, which is also good. I don't know that, but I do like Rat Boy in the singular. Now, Rat Boy is the stage name of Jordan Caudy. He is a hip hop slash punk rock musician from Jolly Old England. And this guy is definitely the heir apparent to the transplant's throne. Mm -hmm. Um, So much so that after one previous full length in 2017 entitled Scum and some independent mixtapes, in 2019, old Tim Armstrong took Rat Boy under his heroin needle studded wing Uh and he produced him. So Armstrong produced Internationally Unknown, which is Rat Boy's latest record, and released it on Hellcat. And he also, Tim also has a writing credit on all 12 tracks. So you can guess what it probably sounds like. Uh-huh. If you dig yeah. the transplants, there's no reason you wouldn't like this. I mean, most of the tracks are kind of mid-tempo punk bangers with some electronic stuff in them. Some say, it, sounds like a, it sounds like a Garnier commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Garnier Fructis. And then there are some slower hip hop influenced tunes, but they're usually there's a lot of reggae and ska in those too. So it's it's very much Tim Timebomb, Tim Armstrong solo stuff, transplants. Great vocals. I like this dude's voice. It's somewhere between like an MC, but also like a British punk, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite track is the full-on reggae tune Night Creature. And that features Amy Interrupter from The Interrupters on the chorus. It's a great song. I really like this record. Um, I probably would have flipped the fuck out on it back when I really was really into this stuff. Yeah. Like when Haunted Cities came out, and that's all I listened to forever. But Internationally Unknown by Ratboy, it is a it's the latest Hellcat release, I think. I probably mentioned it on the Ranson episodes, but we didn't really talk about it. Yeah. It's a it's a fun record. It's interesting. If you like the transplants, you'll love it. Hey. Okay. Rat I like boy, that. rat boy. I like that. Um, I will pretty much listen to anything that Amy interrupters on because she her voice fucking rules. Yeah. Well, I mean, she basically sounds like Tim Armstrong's daughter. Like if Brody Daly and Tim Armstrong had had a daughter, that's what she sounds like. And that daughter was infinitely cooler than both of them. I don't know if she's cooler than Tim Armstrong. I mean, that's Tim's, true. Tim Armstrong Tim's is actually Tim. the coolest. Everyone's yeah. cooler than Brody Daly, but I mean. Yeah, that's that, true. I mean, she that she bitch. went on to marry she that bitch. She, she didn't go on to marry the dude from uh, Queens of the Stone Age. So, <laughs> what's his name? Josh what? Josh Holm. 
<laughs> is that her voice? I'm married, and I was like, I was Serena. All right, okay, cool. Okay, Crack so rocks falling out of her mouth, you know. Yeah, that bitch spit on me in a show. <laughs> Fuck her. This is the city. Twenty years ago. You're so mad about that. All right, all right. This is this this episode is high angry energy. All right. My number four is a website because I've made a decision recently, Mikey, and it's been a long time coming, but I had uh, uh, something, I had uh, somewhat of an epiphany uh, about uh, just kind of uh, my life and my preferences, and I just decided that I was done trying this thing. And so my my number four is twofold. So the first part of it is that um, I'm going to recommend a website called Shirt Killer. Have you have you ever shopped on Shirt Killer, Michael? It sounds very aggressive. No. Yeah, shirtkiller.com. Um so it it it's tagged I want to live. No. <laughs> no, I like this shirt. So this uh they also sell hats. Um so and okay. hoodies, so it's not just shirts. Uh but their tagline <laughs> is exclusive merch from the best bands on earth. Okay. So that okay. fucking rules. So to give you an idea, this is run by um someone in Louisville. Um, but it's got uh, shirts. This is where you get shirts from uh, Baptists, Baroness, Black God, um, Black Tusk, Breather Resist, Botch, Burning Love, Cursed, Coliseum, Dead Guy, um, Mets, Envy, Floor, uh, let's see, Genghis Tron, uh, if you want that, Integrity, Jawbox, all that stuff. So wait, wait, wait. You said the best bands on earth? Yes, that's what they said. I don't see Biohazard anywhere on here. Oh yeah, well that's then then they are right on track. They do have integrity though. That's cool. They do, do have they integrity. Have, do they have the Manson shirt? Um, I don't know, but they. God uh, damn it, no. But they but they always get stuff in. They've got HopeCon. They've got um. Uh, I mean, just it's all the bands that I like. Um, and then some. So I, I'm all about this website, and I, I I believe if I'm not mistaken, I believe it's run by Ryan Patterson. From okay. Coliseum and all those bands. Um, and so here's why I like this. I like this band or this this website. I like this website because I have recently made this, this decision that I'm going to stop wearing shirts that are any other color but black, gray, or white. You I already made tried. that decision like 15 years ago. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Here's what I'm going to say. It's like every now and again, I would buy a t-shirt and I'd be like, I'm going to try this color because I'm going to wear black jeans. So if I'm going to wear black jeans, I'm going to have to add some color to my life. I'm going to have to like spice it up a little bit. And I have tried and tried and tried to try to pull off colors and I simply can't do it. It's just not me. I, I don't pull off colors. And, and I've, what I've realized, too, is that just my, my the amount of tattoos I have and the amount of color in my tattoos is also kind of distracting for any other color that I wear. So if I wear black, I've got a flat palette. If I wear white, flat palette. Gray, flat palette. I can work off of that. So <laughs> I don't have to worry about that anymore. So I'm actually getting rid of every shirt in my, in my wardrobe and slowly replacing them with band shirts again. Um, I recently ordered a sect shirt and a, um, a Mets shirt from this, from this website. Um, and I'm going to continue to order black and white band shirts from now on. That's all I'm going to wear anymore. Uh, because, because that's just, that's just who I am as a person. And I, I'm just going to stop trying to be something else i'm gonna stop trying to add color and stop trying to make something work that simply doesn't work <laughs> it's just like i can't tell if this is sad or, or, or a happy occasion <laughs> well i mean 
You know, I I've been thinking about this too. Oh, Young Widows. I ordered a Young Widow shirt from this this website too. Okay. Um, that I that mean, Young I Widow may... shirt that I that was like really cool. That had like the big fucking weird like uh, Day of the Dead six eyed skull. Yeah, I may actually. They have a a um, Humanity is the Devil integrity shirt that looks really cool. It's got the cover of the record on it. I'm. Yeah. It's like a puss head cover. I'm. Yeah. Uh, I might get that because I don't think Death Wish or Victory sells that shit. So. Yeah. No. I love. You know what I love about this is because like I'm looking at. I've got four, eight, twelve bands pulled up, um, and it's like Pelican and Orchid and Old Man Gloom and Oathbreaker and Q and not you. <laughs> Q and not you. I feel like that Q band's not- name is a question anyway. But. Yeah. So. Oh, they got, uh, they've like, also got Wolf Brigade and like From yeah. Ashes Rise and Victims. That's cool. uh, Kowloon Walled City, Kiss It Goodbye, Left for Dead, Swarm, Magruder Grind. Oh, they got Bad Brains too, which is strange that uh, among all these like weird dark like crust bands. Oh, but they got like one Bad Brains shirt, and it's just HR on a skateboard. What is this? No, he's just leaning. That's a cool shirt though. That's not bad. Yeah. That's not yeah. bad. They've got some cool stuff, and and I want to say they so they've got True Widow too, which I believe, if I'm not mistaken, is one of Steve's bands. Well, I saw Trap Them on here. Yeah, Trap Them's on there, but he's not in Trap Them anymore. He's in Hesitation Wounds, but I believe he's also in True Widow. Oh, okay. Which True Widow rules too. So, well, how about that? So anyway, my so my number four is I'm only wearing black shirts or white shirts or gray shirts, and get them from Shirt Killer. Okay. Well, hey, you found what you liked. Yeah, I've, I found it's 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 uh it it makes things simpler. I mean, I I pretty much I have I have like nicer shirts, but then I have the only band shirts I buy are usually black. Yeah, that's it. I get it. I fucking get it, man. Yeah, yeah, he get man. So anyway, it's just. But I'm also gonna wear black jeans all the time too. So I have black jeans, but I do prefer my gray jeans. Those are my favorites. Those are my favorites. It's, I mean, you and they nice go well with jeans. most of my sneaks. Yeah, most of my I mean, dope sneaks. Well, yeah, you have to wear gray jeans if you're gonna have drip. Dude, I got some sick camo Jordans the other day. I Jordan hate Mac- that the sentence that came out of your mouth, dude. Jordan Max and two hundreds mid tops, camo. They are fucking baller. I fucking hate that. <laughs> and I got some new nineties today that are on the way. And uh, they're like, they look like metallic silver future shoes. I'm stoked. So, for my number three, I've chosen a restaurant. Uh huh. That you cannot eat at because just despite the fact that there's nothing there for you to eat, it's also <laughs> the title of the restaurant. The uh, title of the restaurant, the name is the Ravenous Pig. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard of this place. It is located in Winter Park on Fairbanks, five six five West Fairbanks. So Annie and I went out to Orlando a while back, and um, we went to Park Ave. I picked up some records. We went to. Uh, she was looking for, I don't know, like a towel rack or something. So we went to a bunch of different places, but then we went to the ravenous pig for dinner and I was mm-hmm. stoked because I looked at the menu online. So the ravenous pig, it's like a cool hipster spot. Yeah. Uh, it's big. It's big for a hipster spot. It's a brewery too. So there's, it's a, it's a bigger restaurant, but um, it's still like a hipster place. You can tell when you come in there because you want to spit on everybody that you see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the food is, is 
phenomenal. So we actually, unfortunately, had to wait 45 minutes for a table, which is like, I get it. I, I know and there was like an event going on in the bar. I wasn't complaining, but it is rough when you're hungry to wait for 45 minutes. I mean, look how I sound. Okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, we waited because we wanted to eat the food. So we actually sat outside and it was really nice outside. And uh, we started with the mushroom and gruyere beignets, which I almost actually that sounds fucking awesome. <laughs> almost shit myself. Um, then we went for the charcuterie, of course, uh, which I they had duck ham, which what does I that never, mean? It's basically like they cured the duck meat like ham. Oh, it's not like a platypus. No, it's like they cured the duck sort of. It's I guess it's somewhere between bacon and. I don't know, like prosciutto. I don't know, but it was delicious. Whatever it was, it was a cured duck meat. Um, the food was that. So all the, uh, and they have, you know, they're a brewery. So I got one of their beers, which was really great. And so that was just the appetizers. I got the steak frites, uh, mm-hmm. for my entree. Delicious. The reduction that it sat in, it was just like, it was like the steak, like sort of cummed on itself Ugh. and it was just like sitting in its Ugh. own juices. It was, that delicious. sounds yeah, it sounds great, Michael. <laughs> um, no, it was it was a great dish. I forgot what Annie got, but she loved it. And I mean, this place—if you check out the menu online—yeah, it's a hipster place. It, so there's yeah. a lot of like stupid shit on there that doesn't make any sense. But they've got pastrami brisket, then they got veal parm, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense that that's on the same menu. They got redfish, which I almost got the redfish because I was I was my interest was piqued the way it was uh-huh. prepared. Yeah, they have a burger. They have tuna tartare. Uh, though they do have something on there called the gatherer salad, which gives one pause. Yeah. That sounds where, horrible. Where, where did this come from? Okay. Did you scrape up some leaves behind uncle Lou's? I mean, what are we doing here? But at any rate, <sighs> the, we had dinner at the ravenous pig. We will go back to the ravenous pig. Even if we got to wait 45 minutes again, it was great. Once, once we actually got sat, they were super friendly. They were super nice. And um, it was funny because we were sitting near a, a, a basically a table of like 20 people and we watched them show up. They did not have a fucking reservation. OK, which is bullshit. You don't go out to eat with that many people, period. But right. if you have to be an asshole and do that, you better have a fucking reservation. So they stuck them outside at this long table. And it started to rain and we were comfortably nestled under the overhang. We weren't getting any backsplash or anything. Yeah. But these fucking fools, they were getting splashed by cars driving by and the rain was hitting them. So they have their umbrellas up while they're eating. And I just laughed and laughed. laughed. (laughs) Hilarious. When I went to the bathroom, one of them was coming out of the bathroom and I guess it was kind of a dick move. I thought the doorway was wide enough for us to pass each other, but it wasn't. And I kept going because I didn't care. Yeah, you didn't care. That's fine. And he fucking tripped. <laughs> and he hits he hit some fucking hipster sculpture and tripped. And I was like, oh, shit. Are you all right? What if that was like some like hipster artifact that like he tripped and fell and broke? Like it's like some like uh, like like previous like some carved pipe from some tribe you've never heard of. You don't. You don't go out to eat with that many people, especially uh-huh. without a reservation. So uh, they should have fallen and smashed their chin open. But at any rate, uh, it was a great restaurant. Check it out if you eat meat and you earn an asshole. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, you know, I've, I've seen that place a lot of times. I've just never been there. 
Well, well and obviously there I can't for you. Well, but even when I could eat there, I have just never been there. When could you have eaten there? You've been a oh, fucking well. leaf gatherer forever. For like five years. It's not it's not been that long. Eating the sides at Four Rivers like it's like it's great. Or the fact that they have fucking vegan burn ends there now. It's awesome. And that's bullshit. They caved. They caved to the green mafia. I'm tired of it. It's it's fine. So speaking Go of mafia. Go eat an apple. Spe- <laughs> apple. I, want, uh, I, want, I want everything that you want, but I want it uh, without what you have. It makes no sense. If you could pick a, a kind of apple to eat, what would it be? Like, Grace what's your favorite Smith. kind of apple? Fucking what? Are you are you high? Are are you high? It's a Granny Smith or it's a Pink Lady. Get out of here. What? No, it's Come a Honey me, Crisp. Bro. It's a Honey Crisp, you dummy. Well, Honey Crisp are good too, but I'd still pick a Granny Smith or a Pink Lady over a Honey Crisp. It's the stupidest shit I've ever heard. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually I'm gonna call this next group and I'm gonna have them come for you. <laughs> so my number three. Oh, how do I even start this? Oh God, I don't like this already. So recently, there has been a wave of crimes against Asian Americans in New York, specifically. Yeah, what the fuck is this? Uh, Who are these fucking people that are like jump kicking Asian grandmothers? They should be fucking killed. These people. Yeah. Well, there's also there's also the the recent story of like somebody being attacked with a hammer. Yeah. The fuck is wrong with everybody? So this brought to my attention a. Uh, a, a, a page that is in support of helping the community by preventing these crimes. My number three, I fucking love this so much because it speaks to so many levels of who I am as a person, but like, but just, just, I, I live vicariously through people like this. It's called the New York initiative. Have you heard of the New York initiative? No. Is this like some Antifa shit? They are the founding branch of the Initiative Initiative Collective, a group of real-life superheroes that started in New York City. Oh, they were they were featured on like some documentaries and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. Mas- what is his name? Master something. Uh, I think that's a different I think that's a different group. This one was founded by somebody named Zero. Okay. Okay. Uh uh so, so yeah, so they so they um so there's Zero and then there was um also Extreme altruist who goes by X alt for short. Um, so this group is fucking rad. Like basically what they do is they dress up like superheroes or they dress up like in tactical gear and they patrol Mm. neighborhoods and prevent crimes. Like they basically are like a crime watch. They're like vigilantes that, um, are not George Zimmerman. Um, they don't kill people. Um, but they also do some really good work. It's like basically a public service, um, group. So right now, um, the, there have been a lot of member changes. I want to kind of tell a little bit of the story of this. They, they used to respond to like, um, anti-gay attacks in New York. Um, they helped find the uh, Long Island serial killer. Um, they helped track them down. That is, did they catch the Gilgo Beach serial killer? Uh, it says the NY the NYI took out an advertisement on Craigslist offering martial arts and improvised weapons training to sex workers free of charge. So, um, so in response to that that serial killer, so they didn't find that serial killer, but they did help train the community yeah, and prevent because they so. haven't caught that dude. They just did a documentary about it, and I actually am excited I to watch like it because that. that's a crazy case. Yeah. So yeah, at the time there were uh, ten women. 
Ten yeah. women were murdered? Fucking so, psycho. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. So anyway, this group has gone through a little bit of trouble, though. Um, so there was some internal tension. Uh, the NYI separated itself from the original Initiative Collective, so they're no longer part of the Initiative Collective anymore, um, and began using the name Tribe um, as part of that to break off and kind of do that. And then they thought that the name Hero Initiative um, and then the New York Initiative um, as it's known as today. Now, members of the New York Initiative... Uh, specifically member Dark Guardian went off to start his own team uh, called the New York Ronin. So there's the New York Ronin and the New York Initiative. <laughs> so, I mean, are these people trained? Because, I mean... I think some of them are. I think some of them are. So let me let me go ahead and talk about the members that have been in this group so far. Um, so first of all, you've got Jack Zero who was a co-founder. You had Lucid, who was a founding member. You had uh, Spectre, who was a former branch leader. You had TSF, TSAF, who was a uh, founding member. And you had Zimmer, who was a co-founder. But Do they all sound like members of a new metal band? Oh, you mean like Battlestar, Blindside, Dark Guardian, Dead End, and Doc Adventure? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you also had Locke, Nitro, Samaritan Prime. <laughs> Dude, you're just, you are just proving my, my point here. Shade, Shortcut, Snipe, Spider, and The Three. Like, I wish these were fucking real superheroes. But these, so so I want to be clear. I want to be clear. Everybody I just named is no longer part of the New York Initiative. There is a new group right now that's run by somebody named Apex. Uh, and this features a street team made up of Sig, King Owl, and my favorite, Neuromyth. So... Is it Neuromist and he's just got a, a bit of a speech impediment? <laughs> My name is yeah. Neuromyth. What if it was Mike Tyson? <laughs> well, I'd be fucking scared if it was Mike Tyson because yeah. he talks like a baby and he'll murder you with his bare hands. Yeah, yeah. That guy. Even that now. Guy's, yeah, you see that him guy punch? D- yeah. Now? That guy, he's training the fight of Andrew Holyfield again. <laughs> Wild. I would not. No. Yeah, that man. That man has. That man um, is uh, is just something else. Like he. Evander better watch his ears. I'll say I, that. I hope Evander Field. Evander Holyfield bites his ear off. Like, just like <laughs> that would be so sick. What a turn of events. <laughs> yeah, what a turn of events. So anyway, I, I like the idea of just like a a a a, a wandering group of like superheroes. Oh, man, I'm here. Well, uh, yeah, I get it, but you froze. Like you always say okay. that. It's like you froze. Like I'm here. Like but you're reassuring yourself that you're not disappearing. Am I moving again? Yes, I see you. Now yeah. you're moving again. Continue. So I love, I love the idea of a a wandering uh, group of of superheroes. Like just a bunch of like like self defense artists who are dressed in like catcher's gear. Like base, they're like baseball players. They got like thrift store like shin guards and shit, um, and carrying <laughs> they're basically around, like, wearing hockey pants. They're yeah, fucking... dude, I love, I fucking love it so much. But they, but they have stopped crimes. They've done some good work. So like, while we're making fun of them, they're like roving the streets, protecting like little Asian grandmas from getting kicked in the face. Well, someone's got to do it, I guess. It might as well be like budget Batman, but <laughs> yeah, Batman. You never heard of, him. but you never heard of Master Legend, the Orlando guy. Uh, no, I've heard him. of him. Yeah, no, yeah. I've heard of him. So I think I think that what Master Legend was um, in the same documentary that they they featured some of these guys too. So that makes me think, though. I read a I read an interview, and this actually ties into my next thing in a minute here. I read an interview a long time ago with RZA, uh-huh. and he 
he was talking about how before they did Wu Tang, they were all kind uh-huh. of separate and they hadn't really got everything together. RZA was, I guess he was really upset about the state of his neighborhood. Uh-huh. And he was going to basically sink all his money into basically becoming Batman. He said, <laughs> he said, if we didn't do Wu Tang, I was going to use my money to, you know, get, you know, to buy and design armor. I was going to have a vehicle. I was going to stop crime. You got to look it up. It's crazy. But he was definitely like serious. Like Bobby Digital was a real thing to him. He wanted to be like digital Batman. <laughs> you know, I mean, somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to do it. And he said he just made beats. So, I mean, I mean, I'm happy that happened. Yeah. Oh, are you done? That, yeah, I'm done. That's all I got. <laughs> So for my number two, it's a movie I recently watched, mm-hmm. and it's not the one that you probably wanted me to watch because I still haven't watched it. God damn it! I want you to watch but it so bad. This is a movie by the creator of one of my f- new favorite action franchises, John Wick. His name is Derek Kolstad, uh-huh. and he wrote and directed this movie called Nobody. Okay. Starring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bob Odenkirk. Mm. So if you've seen the trailer or you've seen the poster, it's Bob Odenkirk, fucking Saul, fucking Bob from Mr. Show. And it's just all these guns pointed at him. And as he's like getting his, he's, he's got his tie wrench this way and he's getting punched in the face. And you're like, Bob Odenkirk in mm-hmm. an action movie. Really? Uh-huh. It works. Yeah. I, Okay, so this movie's on Amazon and it's in theaters. It's on Amazon for 20 bucks. I rented it the other night. I watched it. I was fucking blown away. I love Bob Odenkirk. I loved him in Breaking Bad. I love him on Better Call Saul, but I've always really liked Mr. Show, too. And he's fucking really funny. Yeah. But he is, this is a serious role. This is John Wick with Bob Odenkirk. I'm all so about it. Bob Odenkirk, basically, he, he is the titular nobody, but. It's one of those things where his past is long past, but much like Liam Neeson, he has a certain set of skills, right? Yeah, yeah. Long dormant. Something mm-hmm. happens, and it's it's kind of cool because they do this sort of realistic take on somebody who is capable of great violence once they have sort of become domesticated and acclimated how they might react to a very violent situation for the first time in a long time. And it's very realistic. And Bob Odenkirk, his character is just like, oh, that didn't feel good. That didn't go right. So he goes to rectify the situation after the fact, but he runs afoul of something else while while he's trying to fix this one thing. So... Basically, you see the scene in the in the trailer. You see the beginnings of it when you when you finally when the movie turns and you realize what this character is. It's it takes place on a bus. There's a a parked bus and Bob Odenkirk is riding the bus late at night. And there is a a solitary female on there, a young girl. And then all these drunk dudes get on the bus 
And Bob Odenkirk is watching him, and they're menacing the girl, and he sees it, and he knows he's got to do something. So he goes, and he tells the bus driver they, the bus is stopped. He takes her phone and ushers her off the bus and locks the door. And he turns around, and these guys look at him, and they're like, what do you want? And he's like, I'm going to fuck you up. And then <laughs> there is a, I swear to God, like a 10-minute action scene where these dudes go to war inside this bus. That's and awesome. it is fucking wild. I mean, he fucking gives a guy a tracheotomy with a straw. I mean, it <laughs> is it is so violent and fucking crazy. And he it's not he's not a superhero. He gets fucked up too, but everyone's getting the shit kicked out of him. He a dude tries to stab him. He stabs the knife in his knee and then he kicks the knife through his leg. Like oh. it is so sick. I I absolutely loved it. That first bus scene is there's so many good pieces to it i loved it um and of course as the story progresses you realize there's somebody on this bus that maybe that shouldn't have happened to and then he's got all these people after him and then he's got to basically just you know murder a bunch of dudes but what's also <laughs> cool about nobody is not only is bob odenkirk going against type christopher lloyd is his dad yeah 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 i remember saying that Christopher Lloyd is his dad. And if you've ever wanted to watch Christopher Lloyd blow a Russian mobster's face off with a double barrel shotgun in a nursing home while he's watching TV, <laughs> this is the movie. And who's his brother? I don't know. Riza. What? Riza is his brother in this movie. And I like if you it. ever wanted to see Riza take a sniper rifle with a silencer stab the silencer into a dude, tear the rifle out and shoot a guy behind his head. This is the movie for you. <laughs> I don't know that I needed that, but I do now. So I love, I love the trend in Holly. I mean, Hollywood, you know, uh, mostly they give a shit that we're, that, that sucks, but I like this trend over the past like decade, ever since taken where they take an actor and they they put them in this role where it's like the hero. They're the or maybe they're the anti-hero, whatever they are, but they are underestimated. Mm -hmm. And then they just shoot everybody in the face. Yeah. I mean, you got <laughs> Liam Neeson and Taken, you got Denzel and the Equalizer, which the Equalizer movies are fantastic action yeah. movies. So good. Uh, you know, Keanu Reeves and John Wick. John Wick is I, mean, I can't wait for John Wick 4. The body count at this point cuz all these movies take place one right after the other. The yeah. body count in John Wick at this point is like 500 dudes. He's <laughs> murdered like 500 dudes in across three movies. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it started cuz they killed his dog. That's yeah. what set it in motion. But at any rate, nobody is well worth your time. Anybody who is skeptical of Bob Odenkirk doing well in a role like this, you need not be worried. It is a great action movie. And if you like any of the movies I just said, you got to watch it. You know, I always I do like those movies where you're like you you don't expect this person to be like an action star. Like like those are the kind of action movies I like, like the ones that the, you've got the underdog that's underestimated or it's so over the top ridiculous that it shouldn't work. Like I feel like Crank is like that where Crank shouldn't yeah. work, but then Crank yeah. 2 definitely shouldn't work. And that works even better for some reason. Well, like, like Jason Statham has a new movie coming out kind of like this. Not not the same plot, but it's like. 
this guy who is deadly as fuck. Somebody fucked with him, and now he's got to go on a rampage. Well, I'll I mean, watch Mel- Jason Statham kick anybody's ass all the time. Oh yeah, it's great. I mean, Mel Gibson had one. Edge of Darkness, like these girls, these uh, these uh, drug dealers, like tried to kill his daughter or something, and he just has to go on a fucking bullet festival. Well, even fucking uh, Kevin Bacon has one in Death Sentence. Like a gang Death kills this, and that movie is so good. Death Sentence is such a sick movie, and I never hear anyone talking about it. I love Death Sentence. That is, it's a fucking so fucking fantastic good. movie. It's so yeah. Good. But it's like but it's I like mean, watching Kevin Bacon beat everybody to death. Yeah, it's great. But I mean, you know, we look at Bruce Willis like macho guy now. Mm-hmm. Die Hard, he was not. He was on fucking Moonlighting. John yeah. John McClane was. I mean, Scorn. Well, Ripley, Scorny Weaver, the original action underdogs. Those two in the eighties. Yeah, and I mean, you know, then thereafter, John McClane, Bruce Willis was always like super, you know, macho. But I love the normal everyday guy put in the extraordinary situation. And then it's just, you know, bullets. Yeah. Well, that's like, uh, I you know, I, it's funny. I mean, I know Nick Cage doesn't compare. Like, he's kind of this whole thing. But, like, you know, he was in fucking Raising Arizona and leaving Las Vegas and stuff before he was, like, in Face Off. Yeah, and Con Air and shit. And Con Air. I'll watch, I'll watch, I'll watch Nick Cage be in any movie ever. Dude, I'll watch, uh, same here, but I'll watch Con Air, like, anytime. Yeah, Con Air is actually pretty decent. Yeah. The Rock so. sucks, but Con Air is great. I, you know what? I'll watch The Rock. I actually really enjoyed The Rock. I mean, I'll watch it, but compared to Con Air, get, listen, you're right. But to, so so funny thing, like I I remember seeing The Rock when I was younger and watching it like with my parents and my 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 parents. Well, every now and again, you'll hear them quote The Rock of all things. You'll just hear them quote that scene where the where the one like um where the one fucking mercenary like threatens to gut. Nick Cage, and then like when they're all tied up, he's making fun of the guy. He's like, "I'll take pleasure in gutting you, boy. I'll take pleasure." Like you'll hear my parents quote that every now and again. It's fucking weird. In what context? I don't know. Okay. It's a very strange thing that happens in my life. I don't know. Okay, I didn't know all your right. parents were such fans of The Rock, but all right, I don't, I don't know. It's very, it's very strange. Okay, so my number two. I introduced Ethan to something this week, and it's my favorite fucking thing because there's something really special about like introducing people to things that you enjoy and finding them find just pure joy in whatever it is. Like just having them discover something that you fell in love with and having them fall in love with it. It's great. So it's great watching this eight year old do this. So I'm going to quote some lyrics from a few bands, and then I'm going to explain what my number two is. Your time will come. Your time will come. Iron Maiden's Wicken, Wicker Man. Okay? That's the first. <laughs> okay. That's the first thing. All right. Uh, I'm just going to read these ones because I don't know how to do the lyrics for this. On a cold winter of morning, in the time before the light, in flames of death's eternal reign, we ride towards the fight. When the darkness is falling down and the times are tough, all right. The sound of evil laughter falls around the world tonight. Fighting hard, fighting on for the steel. Through the wastelands evermore, the Skeletor's soul will feel the hell. Bodies wasted on the shores. <laughs> Did you have a nightmare of wolf eating raven? Yeah, that was Dragon Force through the fire and flames. <laughs> 
Uh, and the last one, the last yeah. one. <laughs> ah! Um, so let's see. <clears throat> Come and fly with us. Together as one we belong. This magic of metal unites us. It make it's making us strong. Like an arrow we strike, stronger than all. Heavy metal troops on the rise. Like an arrow of might, stronger than all. We'll walk through fire. We're true to ourselves and our lives. That's Hammerfall stronger than all. So uh I introduced my son this weekend to power metal. And it fucking <laughs> rules. It fucking <laughs> rules. So he right now his favorite song ever. Like he told me specifically his favorite song ever is Dragon Forces Through the Fire and Flames. And it's great watching him try to air drum because he's not coordinated to do this. So he just kind of does this a lot, like where he like bangs with two hands. And he's like, I can't go that fast. I was like, Ethan, nobody can go that fast. <laughs> like, yeah, you have to have the you... power of the ancients to go that yeah, fast. You can't fucking you can't you have you don't have an altar to sacrifice anything on to get there. So like so but you know, I was listening to this and I, I, I shared it with Jesse because you know, there's something like this is Jesse loves stuff like this. And uh and it's really funny to think Jesse's favorite bands are like fucking Less Than Jake, No More Black, and fucking Sonata Artica. <laughs> and uh like or no i'm sorry no no no. let me correct myself less than jake n- uh uh no more black and fucking amon marth um so but it was really great to like just play stuff like this and he'd be like play more and be like oh you want to listen to the only viking war metal band that exists here's amon marth um in this song it's called pursuit of vikings and i just fucking like as i'm thinking about this and i'm like listening to the lyrics i'm like what dorks <laughs> Yeah, like, dude. All these guys are fucking dorks. Like, they are so goofy. I mean, we talked about this with the black metal stuff, and that's one thing, because they take themselves too seriously. I feel like with power metal, at least they don't take themselves so seriously. I feel like maybe Amon Amarth does. Probably. But, but I mean, probably. power metal is very wholesome. It really is. I mean, I'm still looking at the lyrics right here for Stronger Than All. History commits the oath to deal in steel. Warriors of the faith to no living soul we kneel. Born into the fold, the Templars are for real. No one will ever bring us to heal. Like, it's fucking <laughs> awesome. Like, and I was, like, thinking about this. I was, like, there's so many good bands like this that are just fun. Like, Three Inches of Blood was always a lot of fun. Um, and, like, just all these, like, stupid, ridiculous power metal bands. And uh, it was just really... Rhapsody, yeah, all of it. Like Sonata Arctica is my favorite, so, though, <laughs> dude. <laughs> yeah. I had a nightmare of wolf eating raven. We only have one candle. <laughs> to burn to, burn to, to, to the candle. <laughs> dude, that was that was how we broke, or well, that's how Matt broke the original van because he was li- we were listening to power metal in the van. Yeah, and he decides he called the van Birkenfuhrer, and he fucking <laughs> took it down an incline because he was so hyped on Sonata Arctica, and it tore the transmission dude, up. Dude, to rage and run like a fool, you need no brain. Your best tool: stay put, and as they say, live like a man the only way you can. Like it's fucking great. Live so- like a man. <laughs> If you live like a man, you live to tell. To, you live in tales you tell. Like I mean, it's fucking great. Like yeah. so. Uh, anyway, it's just a lot of fun. It's fun watching him discover this because like he loves Godzilla and dragons and shit like that. So it's perfect. Yeah, it um. Is. So anyway, that's my number two. Just power metal. Just all power metal. 
Dude, Sonata Arctica is still really sick. Wolf Wolf and Raven is is an awesome song. <laughs> yeah, dude. So is Well Web uh Web Webology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I love when I love the it's like the one time you hear one of the dudes do burp voice and it's on Wolf and Raven. <laughs> and then it goes right back into <laughs> It's so sick. Yeah, it was funny cuz cuz Ethan was like, "Can you sing that?" I'm like, "Nope." <laughs> no, that is a classically nope. trained vocalist. <laughs> yeah, who also are... <laughs> is an angel. <laughs> Yeah, Dude, I never got to see Sonata sense. Arctica. Apparently, they played, um, they played in Florida at some point. Someone we know saw them, and they said, "Yeah, they were all dressed in white." And I'm like, "Of course they were. Why? Of course they, they were. Well, yeah, exactly. Like, like you have to when you, like somebody in your band plays a guitar. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so good. Well, so anyway, is that now time for us? To be number one. <laughs> number ones you shall hear. We will tell you all our favorite things. Well, for my number one, I'm taking us down into the fucking <laughs> mud right now. <laughs> from cool. the from the ice castles, we are now plummeting into hell. So, I mean, not really, but this isn't a happy one, I guess. I don't know. It's somewhere. So, for my number one, first, I got my vaccine. Mm -hmm. I got my first shot. That's not my number one. Wait, wait, which one did you get? Uh, I got Moderna. Hey, me too. So, you know, my third arm is steadily growing out of my back. Yeah, yeah, that's why my back hurts right now. (laughs) But that's not my number one. My number one is I got my vaccine. And I just want everyone to shut up. That's my number one. <laughs> I'm, I okay. was never anti-vaccine. I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I wasn't like chomping at the bit to get it because throughout this entire thing, we've been open in Florida. And, you know, you get some derisive comments from people. Like, oh, you guys are, because you guys are eating inside. You know, people look down on us like we're a bunch of swamp people. And there is some truth to that. But at the same time, Look at the numbers in Volusia County. I mean, we have one of the oldest fucking populations. I think we're doing all right. I mean, of course, there's been people who were sick. Of course, people have died. But, I mean, you got to look at the big picture. So, at any rate, I went and got my vaccine. Mm -hmm. And you know what really pisses me off? What's that? Everyone who's, like, patting me on the back like I did something amazing. Oh, good for you! You sat down and you got your shot. Good for you. I don't want, I don't want your, <laughs> you know, I, I don't need the praise. I don't want your enthusiasm. I'm not that impressed with myself. Maybe you are, but I'm not. Okay. Mm-hmm. I got a shot because of my job. I got a shot because I'm ready for things to go back to normal. Okay. Yeah. But I, I got to tell you, I, I'm I'm getting to the point where, like, I can't stand how politicized it has gotten. If you don't get it, you're a fucking conspiracy theorist. If you do get it, you're a hero. No, you're not either one of those things. It's somewhere between the two. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I can't stand this fucking, like, these younger people like millennial spawn who they can't hold down a job because it doesn't that particular position doesn't 
give joy. You know, they're like calling out people twice their age who aren't, you know, maybe gung ho on getting the vaccine and acting like they're fucking savages and idiots. It, it's everything is so upside down and weird and just divisive and everybody's screaming and I can't stand it. I don't want any compliments about getting my fucking shot. I really don't. People have this overinflated sense of themselves that yeah. they sat down and they get the shot. It's documented on social media. Like, look what I did. You're not a hero and you're not special. You never have been and you probably never will be. And neither am I. Yeah. yeah <laughs> we're, not, we're not the main characters in these stories. Get the shot. Get the shot. Get the <laughs> shot and shut up. Don't get the shot and shut up because I'm tired of the other side too. But fucking Bill Gates is the computer chip. He already knows where you are. He knows. And he doesn't care because his wife is leaving and taking him. <laughs> and while we're on the topic, I want to bring this up. I know that Joe Rogan is not a virologist. And he doesn't need people to stand up for him because he can spin kick your head off your body. And he said his comments of like, if you're young and you're and you're in good health and you're in good shape and you're active and you're careful, maybe you don't need to get it right away, if at all. Okay, so he said it. He said his opinion, which we're not allowed to have anymore. Because God forbid somebody says something that somebody doesn't agree with. And everyone's like, you're not a doctor. Fuck you. And it's like, okay. But when Bill Gates talks about it, everybody fucking is like, oh, yeah. Thanks, Billy. Bill Gates is not a doctor. He's not a scientist. He designed the worst operating system known to man, except for whatever fucking Macs run on. And let me tell mm -hmm. you something about fucking Bill Gates. This fucking <laughs> freak. All right. This hump necked fucking nerd. Why does he always get a pass? You know why? It, he doesn't want to give the vaccine to the third world. He doesn't want to. He doesn't. Right. There are hundreds. Like, we didn't have what, what India had, okay? What India is having right now. They're burning bodies in the streets, okay? He right. doesn't want to give it to them. Because, oh, well, you know, there's the proprietary rights and the money, and it's, 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 you know, they might get it wrong. Are you serious? They're burning bodies in the streets. You got a vaccine, you should fucking share it with them. You know what he wants? He wants them all dead so he can make room for his servers so he can bring back Internet Explorer. That's what he wants. <laughs> and, uh, it's know, called Microsoft Edge, by the way. Thank uh, you. Uh, 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 okay. And I'll tell you one other thing. Because uh -huh. right, everyone puts Bill Gates up on this pedestal. Why? He's a fucking dude who made a program. Who gives a shit? Steve Jobs, if that asshole was still alive, and all these self-righteous hipsters with their fucking MacBooks and their and shit, you know, because it's always like some fucking asshole that has a Mac, and I, I just I can't stand it. It's, I, I'm, I'm a Mac person. You're a dick person. Okay, I don't care. <laughs> you're, you're a person without a dick. Fuck you. Anyway. So I, I guarantee you, Steve Jobs, they canonized this motherfucker like he made the iPhone himself. So this guy tried to treat his cancer with fucking avocados. He is a fucking idiot. And he, I'm glad he's dead. I'm glad he's dead because he's too <laughs> stupid to live. He would have been anti-vaccination out the ass. And I wish he was still alive. That's the only reason I wish he was still alive. Because I would like to see all these people, you know, blogging and well, they don't even blog anymore. I'm, I'm sounding like such a boomer right now. But, you know, all these people with their iPhones tweeting out like, you know, better get your fucking vaccine. And, and Steve Jobs is like, I'm anti-vaccination. How would they reconcile that with their fucking lifestyle? I've rambled a bit and I know I've probably sounded like an idiot at some point just now, <laughs> but it's OK. I don't care. I got my shot. 
I'm not a hero. Neither is anybody else. Shut the fuck up. I'm tired of hearing it. And if you don't want to get your shot, shut the fuck up. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. There are so many other horrible things going on in, in, in the world right now. And you think, what, they're going to track you with it? They're going to poison you with it? They don't need to. They've already got us. It's over. <laughs> it's fucking over. Are you kidding? <laughs> Can I ask you something? Yeah. You okay? No, I'm tired of this. I mean, <laughs> it's like I vent on this show sometimes. I yeah. don't really vent anywhere else. That's true. I mean, there are people who it's just constant diarrhea of the mouth about, you know, the vaccine, about poli- I'm so tired of politics, man. So, I'm so tired of hearing it. And, and the thing that really bugs me is at the moment now, I mean, like you, all you have to do is look in, and see somebody like Bill Gates. It's like everyone looks like, oh, Bill Gates, he really knows what he's talking about. He's a guy. He's a guy who made something. You can like the thing he made. Who gives a shit about him? You know what I mean? There's too much idolization of people. They're just because they're billionaires. They're still assholes, just like everybody else. Uh-huh. They, I mean, they're no different except for the fact that like they have billions of dollars, which, of course, makes them different. But I'm talking about deep down inside. They still, you know, they're still fucking primitive, feral assholes like the rest of us yeah and i don't understand what it's like one of them says something bill gates says something joe rogan says something and everyone loses their shit you're doing so much damage with what you've just said does anyone have any agency anymore or that, i think that's the problem s- is people don't like people are people are dumb people but people that's i think, that's, the dumb, I think that's where i'm sorry the dumb ones they gotta go then okay because the rest of us who can fucking think for ourselves we're not suggestible to the point of hypnosis. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what everybody thinks. That's why everyone's always apologizing for some shit they said. What's the guy in the new Marvel movie, Shang something? Shang-Chi? Yeah, that guy. There was a whole thing about how he was getting all this Twitter backlash. I'm like, holy shit, what did he say, something racist? No, he, he said he didn't like Nicki Minaj's music, and everyone was falling apart about it. Uh, it's just words... Words are words, you know, and and like everyone acts like that nobody has any ability to think for themselves anymore. There's a lot of us that do, and I don't need everything baby proof so that I can consume it. I don't need a pat on the back because I got my shot. I'm just I, I I'm so sick of our clown world. I really am. I want to be with the <laughs> yeah. fucking rover and the helicopter on Mars. Yeah, uh, yeah, with the curiosity. Um, did you go? Did you go to a place to get your shot, or did you yes. like? Where'd my you doctor, go? my doctor called me and he said, we have shots. I'm like, okay, I'll come get the shot. And I went with, and I, I sat in a waiting room with three other people, two other people. Mm-hmm. They were gross. One guy was just, <laughs> that's how he was breathing. And I'm like, dude, that's not you. The COVID shot's not your only fucking worry, but I got my shot. Yeah. I sat for 15 minutes. My arm hurt for two days and that was it. I go back in a month for the second one. Yeah. Okay. That's all it is. It's like, take it as shit. You just do it. That's not how I got mine. I told you how I got mine, right? Yeah, you went to a fucking fairground like a psychopath. Yeah, yeah. I went to Flagler fail- Fairground. So, all right, well. Flagler I mean, Failground. That's, that's where you went. pretty much what it was. So, I've, I've dug myself a bit of a hole. <laughs> but I just, I have to wonder, you know, there was a time... And, you know, you could chalk it up to us being younger, maybe. But there was a time when everybody, what everybody said wasn't so charged with their belief. 
and and this this incessant need to share it with everyone. Here's what I think. Here's what we should do. Here's what I think. It's like I relegate that to the podcast. Some people don't know how to do that. And every they don't realize it, but everything they say is just like dripping with intent. And it's it's gotten to the point where it, it grates on my nerves in a, in a horrific way. And I yeah. just I wish we could go back to just kind of doing mostly what we do on the podcast. I wish we could go back to talking about shows and movies and art and books and the things that inspire us and make us happy. But everyone is so busy screaming and we can't. I think we can. I I don't know, man. I I I think we're at a point where we're a little too far gone. I th- you know, I know that our country isn't our world isn't designed with like a wholesale reimagining in mind. Our society just won't stand for it. But it's going to take something like that to reset us. Pandora's box is open. None of us can shut up. I I think I think we're in the end. I think we're in this we're in the slow decline. Okay. All right. Well, I I mean, I hope uh this past year has proved it. Yeah, this this past year's been rough. So, I mean, I hope it gets better for you, Mikey. I'm fine. I'm okay. doing fine. I'm tired of everybody else. I'm yeah, I'm great. Well, I'm I'm better than I've ever been. I'm tired say, of everybody you know, else. If it makes you if it makes you like, I mean, just to kind of like for perspective, we've always kind of been like that where it's like people just generally blow. Like we don't really care about people in that sense cuz like we have always understood yeah. that like human beings are just kind of generally awful all the time. And that's the other thing. Like a lot of people, they're, they're so altruistic about their about their COVID shot. Like, look what I did. I've saved lives. And it's like, how many times did you skip the flu shot and kill a grandparent? Come on. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you sneezed on Agnes and now she's not here anymore. Yeah, dead. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of dead, can I get into my number one? <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, go ahead. It's fucking Mortal Kombat. So get over here. Can I can I just say that this this thing, this Mortal Kombat thing shouldn't work. <laughs> yeah, fighting game movies don't usually work. Well Case in point well, Mortal even, Kombat and Street Fighter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It doesn't it doesn't make any sense. So so here's what I did. So I've watched the new Mortal Kombat twice now. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Um not it just it just happenstance. I watched it the night it came out, and then I watched it again when uh, I was hanging out at my brother's house while I was like gonna hang out with my nephew and get to meet him, and then uh, or like not meet him, but like hang out with the nephew, and he <laughs> slept the whole time. So we just watched fucking uh, the new Mortal Kombat again. He was so bored by you. He was so bored. He's like, oh, I don't want to deal with him. Oh, him. The kid can't <laughs> talk, and he went ew and left. So. You know, I think about this, and in 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 just one of the things that I think about is just the characters and like the whole story is just so bizarre. Essentially, every Mortal Kombat, the first story of every Mortal Kombat, like whether it's the first game, whether it's the first movie, whether it's the new movie, whatever it is, it's always the same. The Outworld has won nine tournaments in a row. Mm-hmm. If they win one more tournament, they take over Earth Realm, and we can't let that happen. So gods intervene. We 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 gather our our best fighters and we fucking murder people. That's what we do. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. So I just have to say though, like it, the premise shouldn't work, and it didn't. And arguably, it didn't work. When you go watch the '95 uh, Mortal Kombat, <laughs> yeah. not a great, not a great movie. 
Um, yeah, 97? Was... Even worse. I never saw Annihilation. I loved the first one when it came out because I love. I was a kid. I loved the games, and it was just awesome to see like Scorpion and you know Liu Kang and Raiden. Yeah. It was cool. So so yeah, sure. Um, I, I mean, I, I agree with you. Like it was it in art. So I I watched the ninety five one too, just to kind of compare. And you know, they get the story right and they get the character kind of archetypes right, but it's just not a well done movie. Um, it's just 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 bad so like the special effects do not hold up at all um it's real no. real bad it looks like i made it in technology class in sixth grade yeah like the reptile fight it looks pretty bad yeah it looks real bad but here's what i'm gonna say this new one fucking nails it it's so good and the thing is is it adds like layers to these characters um i do have some thoughts though so first of all i thought about how angry I am in general, like as a person, how just like generally, like I have a bubbling rage. that's always just like ready to come spitting out at any point in time. So like it's there, it exists, Mm -hmm. but I temper it, you know? And so, um, but I, I couldn't imagine having the type of rage that Scorpion has where (laughs) he, and this isn't a spoiler because this is his whole story. When Scorpion dies, he goes to hell. Yeah. And what does he do in hell? He learns to control the flames of hell to get revenge on one person. He is so mad. He's so mad that he he learns over a, 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 an eternal lifetime how to control the fires just to get back at a guy who shot him with ice. <laughs> Wait, did they go into where Sub Zero gets his powers from in this one? No, they do not. But the guy, but the guy that plays Sub Zero, it starts off with. Sub-Zero having his powers already. So who fucking knows where he got it? But um, they do... There's some really cool scenes with Sub-Zero. Like, there's a scene where he, like, it starts hailing. And he stops it mid-fall and raises it up. And uses it as a weapon to kill, like, a crowd of people. Oh, it's shit. fucking awesome. That's right. Um, I will say that, 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 that the thing is, is, like, they got these characters right. Um, Sub-Zero is... Like, all of his special effects are fucking awesome. And you see it in the one trailer where he's fighting Scorpion, and he stomps on the ground, creates an ice wall, and then throws Scorpion into the ice wall. Yeah. It That's a move from all the new games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it is a move that works. So, here's the thing. The acting in this movie is not good in the new one. It's not. It's it's campy. It's Mortal fine. Kombat. It's Mortal Kombat. I mean, there are a couple times where it, like, takes you out of the... Of the uh, of the movie for a little bit, but you just kind of go, but that's mortal Kombat. Like when they go flawless victory, you're like, of course you had to fucking say it, but you didn't have to say it like that. Um, and, do they you know, do a babality? Yeah. Oh God. Could you imagine if they did that? They did friendships. It would ruin the whole movie. Like it would be like, like Kano, like, like doing a balloon animal and being like, here you go. Um, what the fuck? I'm bleeding fuck? from every hole in my body. What is this? You you literally cut me in half with your hat, and now you're handing me a present. So um, no, but they so I think they did it really well. I mean, it looks it looks like it's small, looks like it's low budget in that um, they don't have big set pieces. Um, they do kind of scale it down to look like they're fighting in like a like a side scrolling type of situation sometimes, and that's pretty cool. Um, and it, they did they did the story justice. Um, but it's just one of those things where it's hard to do a Mortal Kombat movie. But like I like I said, going back to the idea of Scorpion, I just I don't have that willpower. 
Like, I don't have the willpower to learn how to control the fires of hell and bring that back to Earth just to fuck somebody up. Yeah, um, you're, are you surprised you don't have the willpower of a hellspawn ninja demon? <laughs> you know what? I was a little... I, like, I'm not surprised that I'm not that uh, badass or uh, I mean, resilient. I've lived through some shit, but, like, there was there is a point where I kind of, like, had that realization where I go, nope, that's not me. Like, I resign myself to the fires of hell because I'm simply not mad enough to take revenge on a single person. By con- learning how to control the fires of hell. So, well, do anyway. they set it up for a sequel? Oh, they set it up for several sequels. Okay. So um, I wanna I wanna just throw a couple of questions at you. Okay, I'm ready. All right. So there may be spoilers contained here. That's I'm fine. not gonna I'll ask keep, anything I'll, specific. I'll, I'll remove I'll remove as much as I can because it won't matter. So does Baraka show up? No, Baraka's not in it. But. Bummer. The the the, I believe they're Tarkins. Yeah, yeah. They there they are. they do exist in that universe. Okay. Does reptile show up? Yes. Ooh, okay. I'll just yeah. use, I'll do one more. Um. Oh shit. Oh, Cyrax or Sector. Uh, no robots in this one. Damn. I really I really want to see Cyrax and Sector. I think then weren't they in Annihilation? Uh, yes, they were. They were in Annihilation, and they and they were fine in it. They, it wasn't it wasn't anything to write home about. But I, I, I imagine they're going to set it up. Reimagined. I think it would be badass, dude. So I have this. I I want you to watch it because I I I and this is the only thing that I'm going to spoil for anybody, and it's not really a spoiler because everybody knows Jax has metal arms. Yeah, yeah. Um. So there is a pretty great scene where where they show the origin of how he loses his arms and how he gets his metal arms. But the best fucking thing ever, this dude is fucking ripped. He's like ex-military, like badass. And when they give him his first metal arms, they're these little tiny little stick arms. <laughs> and he is so upset. And he's like hitting a punching bag and it looks like toothpicks punching a fucking kid, dude. I want to watch. And this is this was my, my biggest takeaway from it. Um, Kung Lao, uh, uh, Liu Kang, Raiden, Kano. Uh, Shao, like everybody in it, or, uh, 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 Shang Tsung, all of them were fucking great in it. But I want to watch an entire series that's just Jax learning how to work his tiny little arms because <laughs> it looks so silly. Um, I mean, and it plays it plays to the plot of the movie for sure. But I just want to watch. I want to watch Tiny Arm Jax. It's fucking great. Well, I'll ask one more question: Does the pit show up? Does the pit show up? There are pits but not really so nobody gets like uppercutted off the walkway onto the spikes oh wait no the pit does show up but nobody nobody gets uppercutted off the pathway into the spikes but there is a fatality at the pit okay i'll say that all right the fatality the thing is is the fatalities in it are fucking brutal like they are like absolutely game worthy like it is it is a it earned its rated r rating yeah i mean dude the fatalities in the new games are like completely mm-hmm. fucking out of control oh, scorpion yeah. like he like cuts your head off and then throws it or something and your harpoons through the mouth and pulls it back or some mm-hmm. shit it's like you gotta watch the dudes who designed the game it's like you guys all right, all right? yeah you okay the you my okay? favorite my favorite of scorpions is where he wraps his chain around the guy's neck and opens a portal of hell and kicks you into it and then you <laughs> fall you fall down and hang yourself from yeah. the portal of hell yeah so like right before you get hung you fly through hell like that's horrifying so anyway that's my number one 
Okay. Mm-hmm. I am going to watch it. I just haven't gotten around to it. I, dude, I can't wait for you to watch it because I need to know what you think. I wa- I, But just know that Tiny Arm Jacks will fucking, like, you'll lose it when you see him. All right. You ready for a countdown? Let's do it. Number five, Reddit writes Seinfeld. What is the deal with these people? Who are these people? (laughs) I'll tell you. Number four, internationally unknown by Rot I'm a night (laughs) creature. I don't sleep. I do creep. Number three, the ravenous pig, (laughs) because the famished hog sounded a bit too unappetizing. Number two, Nobody. It's basically, you could call this movie, like, Jonathan Wick. <laughs> and number one, COVID vaccine. I got it. Shut up. <laughs> Enough already. All right, that's a, good, that's a good list. All right, so my number five, Crime and Stereo, The Good Empire, plus all of it. You are no good. You're no good, Mikey. Uh, number four, shirt killer. Uh, because I want to wear all black. That's fine. Let me wear, wear black all black. On the outside Shut up. Because that's how you feel on the inside. Yeah, I was gonna say invest in lint rollers, but that's fine too. You're basically um, Billie Eilish. Yeah. <laughs> oh, one day. Um, that's my new music career, by the way. I'm just gonna do like really lo-fi, shitty electronica. Um, number three, the New York Initiative. Welcome my new superhero alter ego, Sean Stryker. <laughs> Uh, number two, fucking power metal. If you live, you will die. You won't live forever. Stuck, Stuck in time. Ebb and flow, push, push and, and go. You must, you must keep, keep it real to find her. <laughs> they say in a song, you must keep it real to find her. Where's and the number list? one, it's fucking awesome. Uh, and number one, Mortal Kombat. Hell Ninja fights Frost Ronin because Fu Manchu said so. <laughs> That's so reductionist. Oh, but that is that not the entire thing? No, that's true. <laughs> right. All right. That was fun. So, that was fun list. That was fun list. So, um, all right. Well, you know, like our normal thing, we've got our Patreon. So let's shout them out. <gasps> Okay, we've got Michael Osborne, Sam Parnum, Laura Crosby, Kate Neal, Amelia Andrews, Matthew Fisher, Jessica Crane, Mario Cipriano, Christian Purley, Nancy Crozier, and Emily Lawson. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, uh, thank you. Thank you. Y'all are so wonderful, and we appreciate you. Thanks. Uh, updates. So, um... Fun fact, so I did. I just did upload this to Patreon. Um, we're going to do a new type of show, um, a new type of episode that is Patreon. It's for every level of Patreon, so even if you're a dollar level, um, you will get access to this. Um, and it's called Play It Loud. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to learn how to play songs that I like, and I'm going to explain a history about why I like that song. Um, I'm going to keep the videos nice and short, nice and simple. They shouldn't be any more than five minutes long, um, so they're nice and consumable. But it is something that uh, I am going to start doing more often. And the first one is up. Up. Um, it's called Play It Loud. Uh, the Loved Ones, A Pretty Good Year. Um, I learned how to play that song and shared that with everybody and a little bit of a story behind that. And so I'm going to try to do that once or twice a month and just share that. Mikey's going to get on it too. Um, and uh, it's going to be a, a fun little little bitty for y'all. 
little bitty. So, um, I don't think we have any announcements though. Nope. Nope. We're tired. All right. So if you want to find us on, uh, Instagram, you can find us on, I don't want to hear a podcast. You can find us on Facebook. at I don't want to hear a podcast. You can find us on Twitter, at IDWHI podcast. Um, you can email us at IDWHI podcast at gmail.com. <clears throat> that would be awesome to hear from y'all. Um, you can find our publishing website at WNDPress.com. Um, or you can email us at WNDPress.com. And if you're interested in publishing, let us know because we would be happy to work with you to figure that out. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, go to our website, I don't want to hear a podcast.com to click the link it came from the beach to listen to all our old bands. Uh, check the episode notes because there's some good stuff in there all the time. And um, we have a couple things on the way very, very soon. Mm-hmm. But since we both work full time and our souls are crushed, it's not always as timely as we would like. Yes. But uh, zines on the way, other stuff's on the way. It's coming. All yep. right. Uh, so that is going to do it for us this week. And we will be back next week with another episode. So until then, annihilate this week. And good night, Taco Bell Joe, wherever you are. <laughs> I thought, you know, I thought you were going to say goodnight, Scorpion, wherever you are. And I would have been like, oh. he's in hell. <laughs> he's in hell. Just he's imagine. <laughs> Perpetual uh, Nightlight. Hidden character, Mortal Kombat, Taco Bell Joe. <laughs> what does Fatality be? He wouldn't have one. He'd be too nice. <laughs> oh, buddy, He'd kill I you can't. with kindness. <laughs> oh, buddy, I can't do that. I mean, look, all your bones are broken. I mean, it's just... I mean, uh, you know, it's it's just overkill at this point, buddy. I, I can't do it. I can't do it. Ah, <laughs> uh, dude, let me get you some help. Let me get you some help. No, no! <laughs> and he's, he's just... <laughs> what if he's really demented? And he's just squeezing the hot sauce packets into your eyes. It's like, oh, buddy, I don't got I don't got more than this. This is this is as cruel as I can be. <laughs> oh, oh, there you go. <laughs> That's the only like, thing was... Be- I would, I would be all in favor of it, but Taco Bell Joe could not have a fatality performed on him. No, that yeah, there's no way. Every, every, every move is a friendship, <laughs> <laughs> and it just perplexes the other person until they fucking die, <laughs> until they kill themselves. <laughs> oh, this is Mortal Kombat. <laughs> That's a scorpion well, just like, harpoons himself in the face. I can't take it anymore. He's I can't do nice. this. He's too nice. Yeah, that's 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 the thing that ends his revenge streak. It's like you're Sub-Zero right. He's like puts himself in suspended animation. I'll be back when this guy's gone. And Taco Bell Joe starts melting the ice with the hot sauce packets. Oh, come on, buddy, don't be that way. Come on, dude. Let me get you in the hopper. So, all, all right. right. Bye. Bye. Bye.